the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, I knew there would be a lot of stupid things said yesterday because I knew there was a debate between Republican Senate candidate J.D. Vance and uh, lying two-faced Tim Ryan. I knew Tim Ryan would uh, exaggerate, obfuscate, and uh, make claims that are not supported by his 20-year record in the United States Congress. But I got to admit, I did not have in my pool... Uh, the person saying the stupidest thing yesterday, not being Tim Ryan, but being rather uh, Columbus Assistant Chief of Police Lashana Potts. No, she wasn't part of the debate. Uh, but boy, uh, she could be a politician because, man, does she lie without any conscience about it. Uh, we had a murder yesterday in Columbus, a 15-year-old girl shot in broad daylight middle of the afternoon, on the sidewalk outside the Franklin Park Conservatory. And in talking about that murder, uh, LaShawna Potts, the, again, assistant chief of police in the city of Columbus, said that the city's parks are, and I quote, overwhelmingly safe. Overwhelmingly safe. Franklin Park Conservatory is a place where my wife went about two weeks ago to photograph a high school senior having their senior pictures taken. A lot of people have their senior pictures taken at Franklin Park Conservatory. A lot of people from the suburbs go to Franklin Park Conservatory. A lot of people from the city go. It's a beautiful place. It's a place where you can go to forget that we live in a crime-ridden, inflation-infested Wokeism poisoned world. The Franklin Park Conservatory is a place where people go when they want to literally and figuratively smell the roses. And we had a 15 year old girl, a 15 year old girl in the prime of life, shot and bled out right there on the sidewalk. There was a great deal of consternation in the city of Columbus when Micaiah Bryant was shot and killed. She was either 15 or right about 15. I think she was 15. But Micaiah Bryant was shot by a Columbus police officer while Micaiah Bryant was trying to harm with a knife another girl. It made national headlines. Quite a different reaction to a 15-year-old girl being shot by someone in another group of girls. And Lashana Potts, our CPD assistant chief, Tells everybody from the suburbs, don't worry, you can come to Franklin Park Conservatory because our parks are overwhelmingly safe. And joining her in that duplicity, I might add, 
is Cole Barons of the Columbus Dispatch, who in his story about the death, the murder, rather, of this 15-year-old girl, he ends it with this paragraph. The shooting area is unrelated to the Franklin Park Conservatory and and Botanical Gardens, where the popular fall event Pumpkins Aglow is held. Because Andrew Ginther and Shannon Harden, your city council president, and all the other Democrats, and there's nothing but Democrats running the city of Columbus, cannot have people from the suburbs thinking that it might not be safe to go to the Franklin Park Conservatory. So if you were shot and murdered at age 15 on the sidewalk outside the Franklin Park Conservatory, Cole Barron's the Columbus Dispatch Andrew Ginther, and everybody else who's in utter denial because to not be in utter denial would be to expose their complete incompetence keeping the city of Columbus and one of its most treasured locales safe, then the sidewalk outside the conservatory they would like to have you know is not related to the Franklin Park Conservatory because I guess, unbeknownst to me, the windows separating the Franklin Park Conservatory from the sidewalk outside must be bulletproof. Right, Cole Barons? Like, if you were inside and one of those shots fired, hit one of the windows, don't worry. Don't worry. It wouldn't hit you. You'd be fine. You wouldn't be like Masonique Saunders, age 20, who was shot and killed at Saunders Park on the near east side. Did I say park? I did. Or Demarion Dawson, who on the same day, April 23rd, was killed at Nafziger Park. Did I say park? I did. A second different park on the southeast side. Or on May the 4th, when Jesse Osorio, 19, was killed and a 17-year-old was, old boy was wounded in a parking lot outside the community center at, look at this, Westgate Park. That's a third different park. Fourth, sorry, Franklin Park Conservatory is the fourth. On May 14th, an eight-year-old girl, eight years old, was wounded after shooting during a fight in Wineland Park. There's another park. On June the 15th, Ataya Nichols, 24, was shot and killed, and two others were injured in a shooting at Glenwood Park, another park. Wow. I'm just getting a vibe here that the parks in the city of Columbus are not overwhelmingly safe. They sound to me at least in terms of how I would look at it if I one of my daughters wanted to go to any city park, as overwhelmingly unsafe. And I'm not even done. On August 19th, Miguel Arolio, 32, shot and killed just blocks from Westgate Park. And oh, wait, wait. In the nether recesses of my mind, I seem to remember Mackenzie Ridley being shot and killed at a squirt gun party at a park on the far east side. And I seem to remember Olivia Kurtz, Shot to death, dying in her sister's arms downtown at Bicentennial Park. All within the last year and a half. A lot of young black women, a lot of young black people, all shot, murdered at different city parks. And Lashawna Potts, who is herself African American, says our parks are overwhelmingly safe. What a moronic lie. 
What an utter moronic lie. Own your failures, LaShawna Potts. Own your failures, Andrew Ginther. Be honest with your citizens. The body count of young black people matters so little to you that you will continue to tell them, don't worry, we got lots of recreation programs and we're giving you things to do. And how many people did I name? How many people did I name? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven people? We're we're in October. I find the rate of being shot to death at a city park almost one per month, at least murdered. If you if you just count people who were shot, it's over one per month. I find that to be a pretty high rate of danger in our city parks. What complete idiots they are. No, they're worse than that. They are liars. It's infuriating. Infuriating. We have reached a point in our culture where lying is not a thing anymore. Lying is what I need to do to justify my existence, to justify my failures, what I do to keep at arm's length criticism, and most importantly, accountability, because I can't be held accountable for my failures as a leader in our community. I know people are ending up dead, but keep coming to the park because they are overwhelmingly safe. Over, Not just safe. Overwhelmingly safe. I, I'm, I'm totally aghast at a couple things. Number one, that she would say it. Number two, that whoever heard her say it in the media didn't say, what are you talking about? Because I didn't even need to read the names in the dispatch story. I just went off memory. Like, wait a minute. I remember we had a shooting at a park and we had like a a kid in high school who did the shooting and everybody wrote about what a great kid he was and they couldn't believe it was him and there was a young woman killed and then they were going to... And I just started Googling and then I, I get to the bottom of this story and I'm like, oh, wow, they got all these names I've already heard. And he didn't bring up... He didn't bring up Mackenzie Ridley. He didn't bring up Olivia Kurtz because those two kids have stuck in my mind ever since it started to happen because they reminded me of my own daughters because young, good, well-adjusted, fun-loving teenage girls should not be shot on the cusp of the prime of their life, should not be murdered having a squirt gun party or a dance party with their friends. But this does not seem to bother anybody in Columbus administration because have we seen yet ever a press conference by any of them who say they're going to do anything about gang-related activity in the city of Columbus? No. No. And if you want to stop this kind of nonsense, this kind of utter, unacceptable violence... They are going to have to get serious about cracking down on drugs and gangs in this city. That's where it comes from. It's not gun violence. It's gang violence. And they will not face the reality of it. They refuse to do it.
I don't know how many of you did watch the debate last night. I did not watch it live. I DVR'd it. I watched it later. I've rewatched some of it this morning and cutting the audio that I'll be playing for you. J.D. Vance, Tim Ryan, only statewide debate. So this was uh, a debate that they used, uh, Next Star Media used its outlets throughout the state uh, to beam around the state. And a couple general impressions. I would really love to get your impressions. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. If you'd like to call, tell me what you thought about the debate. What stood out to you? Here was the one general observation I had. J.D. Vance looked extremely comfortable, at ease, confident, conversational. It looked like he'd been doing this his whole life, was not at all, you know, like his opponent, Tim Ryan, who I was surprised. I was very, very surprised. Ryan was like halting in his delivery. He didn't appear to know where he was going next. He was kind of like throwing darts at a dartboard, grasping for the next word. He seemed a little flustered, uh, awkward at times. He kept going back to certain talking points. J.D. Vance is invested in China. He kept bringing up, he's invested in China. And J.D. Vance said, okay, where? Like, where have I invested in China? What? What are you talking about? Give Name me sp- the companies. Yeah, give me specifics. And Ryan wouldn't do it because... He can't. J.D. Vance brought up a very good point. Ryan has become so used to spouting Democratic talking points whenever his consultants write down for him on paper. Here, say this. Pound this. Pound, 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 pound. J.D. Vance is extremist. MAGA, 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 MAGA. Insurrection, insurrection, insurrection. And it, it made me wonder, like, Tim Ryan's TV commercials are really well done. They are. I, I hate watching them because they're really well done. And I'm only hoping that voters in the state of Ohio are not so dumb that they allow Ryan to define himself in his TV commercials because you should never allow any candidate to define themselves in a TV commercial. Guess what? They're paying for that time. They can say whatever they want. But how many takes must it take for Tim Ryan to get a TV commercial where he sounds calm and reasoned and not out of breath and scrambling for his next sentence because he could not do that last night on stage. I am your impressions of the delivery and stuff. Am I, am I reading into my bias toward Vance? Am I reading into something that wasn't there? I will tell you what I immediately thought when, when they first came on the screen. I didn't understand why his eyes were so giant and I'm, I can't explain that. I've seen his commercials for weeks and weeks so I know what this person looks yeah. like. He did not look like he does on the commercials. His eyes were like gigantic, but I don't know why. I don't know if it was the lighting. You're talking about Ryan now? Ryan, okay. yeah. I, I didn't well, I, I didn't understand. Yeah. I'm sure there are you know, a jury consultant or there are people like I remember famously in the OJ Simpson trial, the defense team had a jury consultant named Joel and Demetrius and they judge your body language and they're mm-hmm. judging all this stuff from the jurors yeah. and when they're answering questions are they being truthful or are they not I thought Tim Ryan had horrible body language last night he seemed really ill at ease it irritates me when any candidate doesn't answer the question yeah. and the um, moderators have to repeat the question to get the answer out of them yeah and Ryan was uh, not one to answer mm-hmm. uh, questions last night. Uh, I'm trying to find, I have a bunch of audio here. Uh, here, uh, let me see. Here it was the very first question 
to Ryan about uh, inflation. Uh, and listen to this, because I'm going to call this up and I'm going to stop it so that you can hear exactly what Pam's talking about, where Tim Ryan does not answer this question as it is asked about Joe Biden's policies and their impact on inflation. Oh, I have no idea why it's not playing. It looks like it's playing here, but it says it's not. Let's try it one more time. I must have inadvertently shut the button off one more time. No, we've got some disconnect or something that's not playing, so I apologize for that. But he, he basically, his answer was, well, it doesn't really matter whose fault it is, because what are we going to do? Are we going to argue about this for 10 more years? And I'm like, yeah, of course that's your answer, because you don't want to take accountability and responsibility for voting for the uh, American Rescue Plan, for voting for the $5, 6000000000000 trillion in spending, and... It's really interesting that they go to a later a latter point where they ask Ryan about should Joe Biden run again? And he goes off on this long pontificating soliloquy about something or other. We gotta get past Democrat, Republican, and blah 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 blah. And Colleen Marshall of Channel Four is like, well, should he run again or not? Yeah, and, and he, then he finally And then answered. he finally answered it and right. he's like, No, 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 we need new leadership. We need this, we need right. that. And I'm like, Well, you voted with him a hundred percent of the time. Like, now you come out because it suits your purpose to come out and say that, you know, we need new leadership. You weren't talking or calling for new leadership when you were voting for him on everything. And he named Pelosi as needing her out, but yet there's a commercial running that's got him saying how much he loves her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me try this again. I'm, okay. I'm mystified. I'm, it looks like it's playing. Button's on. I have no idea. Look what's up going at the on. top. See if the buttons. No, I meant on your board. We have yeah. two boards here. We have the main board where yeah. I am, and then on the other no, side. No, I'm in. Of the uh, class, I'm in yeah. where I'm supposed to You're be. You're in the. So yeah. yeah, I apologize, folks. We'll get it figured out during the break, and we'll uh, play you some audio from last night's debate. But I don't know how many undecideds there are. I don't know how many people go into this and wonder. But I think if you went into last night's debate undecided, and you were genuinely looking for answers, or are you just looking for someone who, like, who appears to be statesmanlike, who appears to have an answer for the things that their opponent hurls at them that are tough to explain? Who has a vision for things? And bottom line, Tim Ryan has been in Congress for 20 years. For 20 years. And he talks about the need to do this and the need to do that and blah, 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 blah. Well, you don't have a track record of doing those things. You have a track record now of, J.D. Vance made a great point, saying we're on the cusp of Halloween, and Tim Ryan is dressing up as a moderate. He has not been a moderate in Congress. And I asked a friend of mine about, you know, my surprise at Ryan being ill at ease on the stage. I said, how can he be ill at ease? He's done this for 20 years. And he said, it's the first time in Tim Ryan's political career he had to fight for something. Whoa. The first time in his political... When you're a Democrat in the Mahoning Valley, you're winning. You're going to win. It's flipped lately, and Tim Ryan's margins have shrunk and shrunk and shrunk and shrunk, but there's a tremendous advantage to being an incumbent congressman. And particularly when you're a 10-term congressman, that's a lifetime appointment, essentially. But this is the first time Ryan has had to really fight because the electorate in the state of Ohio is not as all-in with him as the Mahoning Valley is. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.